Maitland Podcast, we are back live from the beautiful South Lamar Studios in Austin, Texas. That was the People Lodge. That's the people, people, people Cave. I don't really love the People Cave, but it's it's kind of stuck weirdly. So I, I think until we find a better nickname that just gets kind of put out there randomly, uh, it's the People Cave. So how are you, Sally? I just got a haircut. I just, I was, you stole my thunder. I was going to say, did you get a haircut after how are you? Yeah, thank you. It looks great. Will and I have actually gotten in fights before when one of us doesn't recognize that the other person got a haircut. I feel like that's a very common thing for it's not for women. Th- Obviously, like someone notices that you got a haircut most of the time. Like I always notice when Will does, but it, it's like not an immediate. Mm-hmm. And like my hair is done, which is like number one. I probably got it done professionally because I never do my hair anymore. Okay. During the weekdays. But two, I cut about four inches off. I was going to say, it looks short, but it looks good. I I don't get my hair cut that often. Mm-hmm. I go like probably two or three times a year. Okay. I don't like require that much upkeep, you know? <laughs> but I'll, I won't like schedule an appointment and then all of a sudden I'll be like, oh my God, it's way too long. And I hit that point about two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I was like getting ready for Fritz's party and it was so hot and I was like, it's, it's way too long. I have to, like, I need to chop it off. Just like, nope, I'm out. And it, it's not even like that it's that short. I just was like, it's basically touching my butt. Mm-hmm. Not a good look for me. So, yeah. I think, yeah it, looks, it looks fantastic. Thank it you. looks light, too. It's like. Well, she does layer it up. And then I asked her what can be done about my Bridgerton bangs. And she laughed at me and said <laughs> nothing. Those That's different than the baby no, that's floppers, yeah, it's right? all it's all the what we call is the halo of sadness. It's just like all the hair that I lost <laughs> underneath too. Um, oh, okay. She did suggest, like jokingly, but then I was like, "You, this could work." Is like really embracing like the Kardashian wet look ponytail, like where like they all have like their hair like plastered to their oh, head. Oh, interesting. And okay. then it looks like they just have wet hair. So I might okay. do that. A lot of people were doing that in Cabo because, like, you don't have time or like the patience to like dry your hair. Yeah, and, like yeah, yeah. style it. Well, in Cabo, you you got you get beach vibes too. I mean, you get some salt I in the air. I had the time to blow dry my hair and do it because I was trying to get some pics off. But like, uh, both my sisters were just like showing up in a bun, <laughs> being like, "I don't give a shit." <laughs> it looked great though. I enjoyed the Cabo, the wind and the salt and the sand. It makes my my hair loves that. So we didn't y'all didn't talk about this, I don't think, but we did a dinner um on a cliff like in Pedregal. So close to where Edith's is, but mm-hmm. on the water. Sure. And there were waves like I mean it was like high tide. So they're like splashing people like we're oh, at no freaking SeaWorld. <laughs> and I looked over at Ryan, Emily's boyfriend, and mm-hmm. he was like this is I thought he was gonna be pissed. I was like, hopefully the mist because it would never like hit us directly, but it would hit and then we would get all the mist from it. Sure, yeah. And so honestly, it wasn't like I was not that annoyed. But I looked over at Ryan, he looked annoyed, and I'm like, Are you okay? And he's like, My hair is gonna look so good tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay. So you like this? He's like, Yeah, like the fresh sea oh, salt, yeah. there's nothing better. The, so like both of us, like nothing. everyone else getting super annoyed. There's like like, I mean, it started hitting the, like, legitimate water hitting the people, like, next to us. Mm. But Ryan and I are like. <laughs> just get, let, the, just let get, the hair bask a little bit. Did you ever use John Frieda sea salt spray? I used uh, Bubble, Bumble? 
Bumble and Bumble. Bumble and Bumble sea salt spray for a long time. I don't have one currently. I'm in the I, market. They used to have a John Frieda one, like when I was in middle school. It was in this like aquamarine bottle. And good movie, by the way. Uh, oh, I, for, I left it off my teenage crush list. Yeah. I was a little too old for aquamarine, I think. Like it was like right after, probably. The movie? Like, I knew who they were, but it wasn't like I was like running to go see it. Yeah. 06, Sarah Patchton. Uh, Big time. The blonde one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it was. It smelled a little bit like vaguely of coconut. It was just so tropical and beachy, this John Frieda spray, and they discontinued oh, yeah. it. So we I'm, could we I'm could put together like a uh, for a sea salt spray this summer. Like a, a former employer of mine, Barstool is getting into the like they're they're a big enough company that they can do their own products, private label. Mm -hmm. And they've done a grooming one, they're doing a ghost kitchen kind of thing. They've you know. On and on and on. I think we could get to a point at Washed Media where we could have our own products. Yeah. Just I, private label. I mean, like, I'm, I'm down to make a, a Wilmont's sea salt spray. Oh, my God. Okay. Sally, so this. That is such a good idea. I just found it on Amazon. This is John Frieda Beach Blonde Sea Wave Sea Salt. Is it like Quaaludes where they're, they're super discontinued, but you can find them in, on like the Silk Road? It, this is not what I remember it looking like. Don't buy Quaaludes, everybody. I think this is like the new version of what it used to be because it was it. in like a clear bottle, like a clear aqua tinted bottle. Gotcha. But gotcha, I'm gotcha. like, I'm willing to spend the $24 to see if it's the same. Damn, 24 bucks. That's this see, has got to be move. something discontinued because there's like, there's like four. Uh, oh my God, buy them all. There's there, four left. It's like four. No, no, no there's like four reviews on it. People are probably oh. like, this is stupid. Nice sea spray for the money. I sea salt spray. If you are, uh, shoot, male or female Tell out me. there, and you're looking for a little bit, little bit of of texture and waviness and some volume that you don't normally have, especially in the summer, especially in the sunshine, give sea salt spray a try. I don't have a recommendation for you because Sally's is discontinued. I'm gonna go on a journey and I'll report back. Wilmans sea salt spray. Wow. Wow. Trademark. Wow, right. I'm trademarking it right now. <laughs> TM. Uh, if you want to leave a sea salt spray review for us, you can do so at iTunes or on Spotify to leave a voicemail. Hit the hotline 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Or you can write it at the link in the Twitter bio at Mail Podcast. Or I've been doing this lately in the description of this episode. So down downstairs, yeah. there's a link. Okay. Should we get going? Let's go. Let's go. Sally and Brett, my fiance and I are getting married in March 2023 in Italy, in the town she grew up in north of Venice. Sounds right. tight. Very nice. Some of my friends want to have a bachelor party prior to our wedding, specifically a ski trip. I live in the Midwest, so we would have to travel for a ski trip. And as you know, ski trips are notoriously expensive as I'm sure are weddings in Italy. Uh, also, I feel guilty making people pay for a trip to Italy and an additional ski trip. Most of my savings are going to the honeymoon fund slash wedding. Any ideas for a cheaper ski trip or cheaper bachelor party? Thanks, handsome Brett and Super Sally. I think the whole point of this question is, should you feel guilty about destination wedding plus destination bachelor party or bachelorette party? regardless of Italy, ski trip, anything? Or do you get one? Uh, yes, you should feel guilty. I, 
I want to tell this guy, like, it's your mm-hmm. wedding, do what you want, but you're free. And it sounds like his friends are into it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the more kosher thing to do if you're having a out of town wedding to Especially have an in town bachelorette party. Bachelor, bachelorette. Okay. I know that people do them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, and I'm not trying to offend anybody here. I'm just saying if you're if you're trying to save money, if you're trying to make sure it's convenient for your friends, having something that's like here's a great example. My girlfriend's getting married in Italy in okay. September. She lives in California. Most of the bridal party lives in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, she's having we're doing like a camp weekend at a friend's uh river house like met della camp or camping camp camping like camping like fire bonfires and s'mores and like gosh aren't you aren't you impressed i had that in the bag though yeah uh and like hanging out at the river and like barbecuing and stuff very fun um or grilling out as people would call it in texas in the summer um that's really convenient because we only have to drive like an hour and a half away Mm -hmm. we're like staying at a friend's house should be really fun. But that being said, we literally all told her like a week ago when we were at her engagement party, I was like, I would have gone to Cabo. Like Ooh. low key. I like I know you wanted to. Like yeah. I, we yeah. we are at an age though where eight years ago, I that would have chapped my ass. Cause like I don't have the vacation time, I don't have the money or the resources. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm a little bit older and like especially that now that some of us have kids, we're like, we want to go on a trip. So like <laughs> I probably would have bitched and complained about having to go to Cabo, but like also would have enjoyed it. So sure, here's yeah. here's my point on all of this. If you, I, I do think that it's nicer to the guests, the people that are in your wedding to not require travel for both things. Okay. But if they want it and you want it, then do it. And, and but just don't yeah. be offended when somebody's like, hey, I can't swing it. And I think- there's always the presenting like, this is about you. We want to make this a trip for you. We want to sure. like, we want everyone to have fun. Okay. Realistically, that's bullshit. It's about them. It's about your wedding. It's about, you know, like no one's, go- I mean, we are making a trip out of Italy, mm-hmm. but like we're not going to Italy just to go to Italy. Yeah. I mean, now I'm making it a full blown vacation, but like I'm not going to like this river house just to go to a river house. You know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they're your friends. You do shit for your friends. And like, I don't know. I think this guy is also concerned. It sounds like. He feels like he needs to pay for He's it. He's like, I, hey, I, I'd love to swing a ski trip with y'all. But like, I, I got a wedding in Italy to pay for slash honeymoon to right. pay for that I'm already kind of tapping myself on. I don't, I can't really swing the Vale ski house for four days. Right. And like he said, I. You know, it feels like every time you do a ski trip, you're like, oh, this isn't bad. Like, we got a house. Mm-hmm. But then, then, like, every dinner adds up. Every yeah. day you ski adds up because it's not like you have a pass. I was going to suggest, like, I know that there are places to ski, obviously in Michigan, but in Just Wisconsin, to too. The knob. Um, that may be a little bit more affordable. But also I'm thinking, like, sometimes when you go to a smaller place, they don't have, like, 
the big amenities that you need, like a house for 14 people that mm -hmm. is at a reasonable price. Yeah. Sometimes, even though you think you might be saving money by going out to a smaller town, it's all that's like screwing you. Yeah, it, it right. The, the smaller town thing, especially, okay, like I saved on the ski passes because it, it's a smaller mountain or whatever, but then the transportation recoups that because you have to fly to a bigger airport, then maybe you fly to a smaller airport or like the party bus you get. So you know what I think this guy should do? What's that? Like they're going to be in Northern Italy. Just like <laughs> go ski in Northern Italy, you idiot. Like Ooh, obviously. Like in, in March. So you're saying have everybody go ski if they the can a couple days early and ski the Alps. Okay. That's obviously a joke. Uh, I mean, that va, would be va bene, va very, bene. very tight. But like <laughs> <laughs> making everyone go on a ski trip pre-wedding in the Alps, probably not the uh, oh, cost conscious option. But here's one thing I do like doing. Mm -hmm. Will's best friend did this that Will was the um, best man for. We all traveled to Northern Michigan for the wedding. Uh, we were already, I mean, we go up to Northern Michigan once a year anyway in the summer just because mm -hmm. we all are there to visit family and stuff. But he was like, I can't ask you to like travel to Northern Michigan and also travel somewhere else. So they did the bachelor party like two days before the wedding. Yep. That's, by the way, that's like how they all used, used to, happen, to be. Right. I think honestly, especially when you're having a destination wedding and you can like have an extra day, mm -hmm. be like, hey, if y'all can come in a day early, we're not going to do a bachelor bachelorette party. We're going to do something that like the Thursday before. Sure. I think that's a great way to do it. Mm -hmm. And then your friends, like you have the extra day, especially if you're going on like a destination wedding, you have a chance for the wedding party to kind of meet each other, but like then also split off and like not have to like be with your spouse. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know. I like that. I don't know how feasible that is with Italy, but I have done yeah. that as well. And it's a good option for people doing. Yeah. And if you, okay. So if you, if the friends are, I, by the way, I totally agree with you, but let's, let's fantasize here a little bit. If you are dead set or your friends are dead set, Denver's probably the cheapest airport to get to in terms of skiing. Mm -hmm. And whether you stay in Denver and ride up in the morning, whatever, to a mountain, you can go to like A Basin or Keystone, which are all cheaper mountains mm -hmm. than going to Breck and renting a house for four days or Vale and renting a house for four days. So there's there's ways to do it that are not going to slaughter you. If you stay at a Hampton Inn in Denver, right. ride up with your buddies, you know, the Chicago to Denver Southwest flight is going to be 219 bucks or whatever. So yeah. there's there's ways to do it on a relative budget. Um, but I think you one of one of the points you made earlier that I liked was th this depends on age and resources. Like at twenty five, twenty six, I'd be like, oh fuck. At thirty five, thirty six, it's you know okay, maybe we can swing that. But also, people forget like I think the societal pressure to like have this bachelor party and have the wedding and da da da. Like this guy seems pretty. I mean, a ski trip is fun. That's great. But also, what if you really if they want to have a bachelor party and you want to just go to like some cool town that's an hour away from where you live. Totally. Like Texas is great for this. I mean, every state has this, but like specifically speaking to Austin, like Fredericksburg, it's like an hour and a half away. It has like wine country. Which I we need to can we do that? Like a wine bus yeah. situation? I, I mean the wine's pretty oh my sweet, gosh. but like Well, it's fine. I'm, I'm into that stuff. Um but you know, there's things to do. There's outdoorsy stuff. So like that exists everywhere. Find a place that's easy to go. Rent a place for a night, mm -hmm. maybe two. Yeah. You don't have to make a three day weekend out of it. And like 
go hang out with your friends. Like I think people get so caught up in the, we have to do skiing or we have to do Cabo or we have to do, um, you know, we have to do a wine trip that it gets all lost on. Like if you're so consumed with like being in Napa for this bachelorette party, you Mm -hmm. miss the, like what you're really there for, which is like hanging out with your friends and supporting your friend who's getting married. So sometimes like the, honestly, the most fun ones I've been on, we have like hung out at the house the whole time and Mm -hmm. like, made food and like chatted and like just like played games and whatever. And I know that that sounds almost like juvenile, but like that is why you're doing it. Like you're going to hang out with your friends to like capture the old feeling back of like being in college or being in high school. And guess what? In college and high school, you weren't like spending thousands of dollars going on ski trips or to Napa. Mm -hmm. So I think people forget about that. Like the most enjoyable ones are the ones that are just really low key. (laughs) I agree. I so, agree. I like I like trips as much as the next guy, but the the moments that you remember are when you took an edible and played charades right. and like at the house. Right. It doesn't matter if you skied or not. So don't feel the pressure to like go do a ski trip just because your boys want a ski trip. Like y'all can take a ski trip whenever. You know what they should have at the house though while while they're there. Whatever yeah. they end up this doing. This is an easy, like, this should be at every bachelor, bachelorette party, wedding, party, et cetera. Cases of busy, hard seltzer. Because if you're looking for a vibe while you're doing your bachelor or bachelorette or whatever party, honestly, it doesn't even need to be those. Maybe it's your wedding. Have a bucket of busy, hard seltzers because I guarantee you they will be a vibe. Busy, hard seltzer is made with vitamin uh, or antioxidant vitamin C. Antioxidants, Sally. We're, we're big fans of big vibes and big fans of antioxidants. As the first hard seltzer with antioxidant, vitamin C and bold and delicious fruit flavors, Busy Hard Seltzer passes the vibe check. They just launched the Mimosa Hard Seltzer. Sally, are you familiar with this? Mm-hmm. I tried to sneak some on the plane to Cabo. How, do you, how would you do that? So you can bring stuff, but I, then I... Wasn't going to check a bag, mm-hmm. so then I decided not to, and then the last second I decided to check a bag. But Big mistake, by the way. Big mistake. I checked a bag and waited an hour and a half yeah, after. Yeah, it's not a good plan. But, I mean, it would have been worth it to put the Vizzy in there. It would have. It absolutely would have. Vizzy is taking the classic OJ and Champagne duo to a new level by creating a hard seltzer inspired by the classic cocktail. It's made with real OJ and coming in four delicious flavors. Strawberry orange, pineapple orange, peach orange, and pomegranate orange. I've had the pineapple. I've had the peach. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I have not tried the pomegranate orange yet. I'm very excited about it. Let's get after it. Get into it this weekend. It's made from superfruit acerola cherry. um, And that's just part of the fun because there's so many flavors of Vizzy already out there that can make any bonfire, patio, boat, bond the... I, I I guess I love B words, golf, et cetera, bachelorette, beach. bachelor parties, beach, just the, it go, the list goes on. Vizzy has lemonade hard seltzer as well as watermelon hard seltzer and each variety pack offers four delicious fruit flavors and the same antioxidant vitamin C. There's also the OG flavors everybody knows and loves. Vizzy hard seltzer passes the vibe check and we need to get some Vizzy's in your hands immediately. So to find out how to do that, Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed to get updates on their latest flavor drops and more. Sign up for their emails at VizzyHardSeltzer.com. 
slash subscribe. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. You must be 21 plus to enjoy. How about a voicemail, Sally? Let's do it. Hi, I'm 30 years old and I've never had to stand up for myself. How do you tell someone basically to politely fuck off without throwing into fisticuffs? I'm not that guy, pal. All right, I'll hang up and listen. Our man is 30 years old, has to stand up for himself. Uh, he's not traditionally that guy. Uh, so how do you tell somebody to fuck off without losing a job, perhaps, I think is the what we're trying to get to the bottom of here. Sally, because... I'm not very good at this either. Wow. This is, um, I think someone, everyone struggles with this at some point and it gets easier the older you get. I think one, because you know yourself better mm-hmm. and two, because you like lose the like sense of like, uh, I, I, everything can be taken away from me at any moment, which is like how I like the imposter syndrome part sure. of it, you know? Yep. Like I think back to, how much of a suck up I was like in my first job and in school and like cared about all this shit that did not matter. And now I'm like, I spent so much of my time worried about what people thought of me. And yes, that's important. Like you need people to like you and seem presentable and responsible and go to your job. But at the same time, like you're not a punching bag. Right. And that's so important to realize. And like, I think more than ever, especially post-pandemic, people are realizing like every person is entitled to a work-life balance. Every person is entitled to like a good working environment that has like cordial relationships and like not being treated like shit by your employer or by your coworker, Sarah, or like whatever, you know? Your manager, your boss, like, yeah. And so one is recognizing that you are entitled to a a good job if you work hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and two is putting that into practice. I think Will and I are really good about this, like canceling each other out because like I will bitch to Will about work and mm-hmm. he'll like, I'll be like, I'm so pissed about this. Da, da, da. And he's like, well then like, why don't you just speak your mind? Sure. And I'm like, cause I can't go in and like say all the shit that I just said to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's still... There's a degree of I can say stuff, but you can't say everything you want. You can say some sort of it. I think a lot of it comes down to, for me especially, like has been sort of earning the ability to do that and saying, hey, like, like this, this is going to like building your leverage on, on something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like I, I've done this, this, this. So I think I have a little more leeway to, to speak my mind or to be honest instead of being kind of in the background on things. So, you, you part of it, it how do you speak up part of it is is earning and knowing the ability to that if you do the repercussions are not going to be well you're fired right and there's ways to do it right you can't just like say fuck you you're the first fucking whatever yeah but there's there's ways to be honest with somebody and say like uh, that that's not going to fly here well yes so i totally agree with that point number 2 for me is bounce it off somebody else Sure. Because they're going to tone down whatever your emotions are. So when Will and I talk about work and we're frustrated and something's going on, it takes the other person who, especially it's helpful when like we're not in the same industry to be like, for Will to be like, okay, explain to me why this is an issue for you. Mm -hmm. And then you can't go in guns blazing and like yell at everybody. Well, like what's the real root of the problem? 
identify your emotion. Why are you pissed off? Like, what are they doing to annoy you? And then like, what would be a constructive way? So whoever it is, whether you have a significant other, your mom, your best friend, another coworker who you trust to like, listen to you bitch. And then be like, okay, what, like, how do we parse that down into something that's respectful? Mm -hmm. And constructive. Run it through time. a friend filter. Yes, exactly. Say. Because there have been times, never at work, but like when I'm dealing with other interpersonal relationships or like maybe I was frustrated at our landlord or something like that, where like I want to like shoot off an email and mm -hmm. Will's like, okay, let me see that. You can't. Yeah. You're being kind of Karen right now and you need to like really tone it down. Mm -hmm. And that like, it's not everyone has that inner filter. Most people don't. So having someone else be like, let me give, Take give about it a pass. eighty percent yeah. of that, yeah. and then you can just send the email. Like yeah. um, the other thing that I think is helpful in gaining that confidence, because I think that this guy sounds like he knows what he wants to say. It's just like he feels like he, like you said, hasn't earned the right. Mm -hmm. um, is realizing that all of your coworkers around you probably feel the same way and give less fucks than you do. So like that has helped me tremendously. And like, especially when I was in school, like I felt guilty if I was sick and had to like not go in, into work and literally Will was like, why? Like you're on your deathbed. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be freaking out about not being there when like literally some of your like classmates are just like straight up not showing up. Right. So not saying that you should take a page out of their book and care less, but you also have to realize that, like, people, th there are probably worse people than you, if that yeah. makes sense. And, and right. And the age old, you know, thing is, if you, if there's a bully, you stand up to the bully, it tends to stop quicker than yeah. doing, beating around the bush on it. So I think that's, that's, you just kind of, you, Run it you go 100%, take about 20% off via yeah. friend filter. And practice say, it. Yeah. If you, like I used to be the person who was so scared of confrontation, you could like hear the shaking in my voice. Mm -hmm. That's funny because I'm not afraid of confrontation now. Uh, you, if you're late on a Fritz birthday party uh, vendor, if you or if you're a vendor who's late on something, you're gonna hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you have a, an issue with something? At, oh yeah, the, the margarita machine yes. guy didn't pick up the thing on time. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> it really didn't affect me at all, actually. Um, but I think that you have to – it's just a skill. It's like it's the same way that any other skill takes practice. You have to practice it over and over again. So standing up for yourself at work is also standing up for yourself when the restaurant brings the wrong order. It's also standing up for yourself when your friend hurts your feelings. Like mm -hmm. it's being comfortable enough with yourself and knowing what you deserve and then – in everyday life, even when it's small things, like your mom making a comment to you, being like, that hurt my feelings. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, you did this incorrectly. I need you to do it again. Or whatever it is. That all takes practice. And it also takes practice in, like, learning how to be respectful. Because there have been times where I've corrected somebody or stood up for myself and then had to go back and apologize. And, like, I came on too strong. Mm -hmm. I appreciate yeah. what you're doing, but I need your help this way. It comes with experience too. Like yeah. you said, it's it's tough to go into something new or meet like it, it comes with time. It comes with experience, but um, good luck. Let's do the next one. Hey, mail-in crew. First time writer, long time listener. I got an invitation to a bachelorette party and a wedding saved the date for the same weekend on the same day. 
The question is, which one do I go to? Simple enough there, but here we go. For reference, the events are in two separate cities requiring approximately the same amount of flying time from my home city. The wedding part of it is for a second cousin of my husband. We don't see them often like once every other year, and we didn't even know he was engaged or even dating anyone until our wedding last year when he asked for a plus one. Another caveat, my husband's parents do not like me at all, as in they no-showed our wedding slash constantly belittle me, so that adds to my stress. My husband is an only child, so I don't have any siblings-in-law to distract his parents from us. The batch party is for a very old close friend of mine, and a lot of my other close friends will be on this trip. I live very far apart from all my closest friends, including the bride, so it's not like I can really offer to take her to dinner separately without extreme coordination. My husband thinks that I should go with him to the family wedding, and usually I'm pretty family first. However, when it comes to events where his parents are planning to attend, it really causes my mental health to take a dive. I totally get if I'm trash for even asking the question. Thanks in advance for the advice and tough love. This is so easy. The easiest question I think we've ever had on the mail-in. You go on the bachelorette party. You go on the bachelorette party a thousand times out of a thousand. I would like to first say I'm really sorry that you have such a strained relationship with your in-laws because that really sucks. In-laws can be hard even when you have great relationships with them. Um, and unfortunately, that's something that you're probably going to have to deal with your their whole lives mm -hmm. at least. I hope um, that your husband at least sees all of this yeah. and like respects it. Um, I think that is so important because one of the biggest things that I think marital counseling taught Will and I is like, our relationship is first, in-laws, friends, et cetera, is second. So like regardless of what's going on with other interpersonal relationships, you and your spouse should be committed to each other no matter what. Right. Um, so number one. Number two, I I think that there have been situations where I've had a bachelorette party and Will's had a wedding mm -hmm. for someone that I'm also pretty close to and I've gone on the bachelorette party because it was the friend that I was closer with. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that's for sure happened for Will. Like I have gone to weddings by myself because Will had like a guy's trip happening and, you know, it was like one of his friends that is getting married or like one of my friend, one of my friends, but one of his, like he's friends with them, whatever. But like, mm -hmm. that's perfectly acceptable regardless of all the parent stuff. I totally agree. It's a second cousin of your husband. Right. So you are a plus one to begin with. Right. I, I guess you're married. So it's like a little different. But right. No, no way. I, that that's just that would be yeah. undue mental stress on you for months, right? Plus, add the stress of not going to your closest friend's bachelorette party, right. feeling guilty about that. That's just that's a lose lose. When go take one win and one loss in quotation marks. Right. I mean, honestly, you probably are going to continue to feel guilty about it, especially sounding like his parents are not great and they're probably going to be bitchy about it but at the same time like wouldn't that you rather they be bitchy about it and you not be there than like have to endure like their yeah. snide comments towards you while you're there 100 percent you don't want to be there's always another wedding in a family that you're gonna be able to attend and they'll make a joke like oh look look who came to this one and it's like yeah and then it's done and, and then, if you, you want to be over. really gracious about it email or like send a letter to to the cousin and his like 
fiance and be like, I'm so sorry. I can't be there. Had this bachelorette party planned beforehand. One of my closest friends. Yeah. Like they, they probably don't give a shit if you're there. Honestly, like his parents are going to care more and be snottier about it. But again, not your problem. Now, how does she deal with like the husband side of it? I think she just tells her husband, like, tell the, tell the, I guess the she's truth. my, cl- I mean, that's the thing. I, this should, I think more than anything, like Will, when Will and I have been in this situation, it's like, oh, I totally understand. I'm more bummed that you can't go with me. Cause like, I want you to travel with me. Like, sure. I want to be hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be with other people at this wedding. You know what I'm saying? Like if for me, that's probably what this is. Like he wants her as a buffer probably for his own family. Sure. But that's also not her responsibility. Yeah. And like she should be able to hang out with her friends. One, he'll know he'll know 20, 30 people there already. Right. She doesn't know anybody besides the parents and the sort of the cousin and, and her right. husband. Like it's just an it's a no brainer for me. And we like we have your back. And if yeah. you want to have him listen to this, You're we not got even your trash back. for asking. No, not at all. No. Go on the bachelorette. Hey team. This question has been on my mind for a while, and I think you'll be the perfect people to answer. Thanks in advance. I absolutely love my boyfriend, but, but Adam, I've noticed he's been putting on some weight recently. Is it my place to say something? If so, what do I say that's not offensive? Adam, sorry, that was not about you. (laughs) A few details. His job is stressful, and he doesn't have time to work out often. He drinks a lot like more than I'd like him to. When we hang out together, primarily weekends, we typically order in, and I know he does this often alone during the week too. In passing, I've suggested taking a workout class together or joining a gym together, but he has not followed through on it. I hate to say it, but I don't want to get to a point where I stop feeling physically attracted to him. Appreciate any advice. Thanks, signed, Jim Rat. Okay, we've answered the questions like this before. And we have. They always suck. Uh, truthfully, no one is going to make him work out until he wants to. Mm-hmm. Like, if if anything in this life has taught me anything, I do not – the desire to, like, get fit, lose weight, be healthy, da 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 is more often than not 100% self-motivated and like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like in totally internal. internal uh unless you like you know have some health problem and they're like you have to lose weight or you're gonna die yeah uh, the, the, the chances are every, everybody's got high blood pressure so just be like hey i heard your high blood pressure is uh, acting up like gotta, yeah gotta kick it into gear there pal i think this is becomes more difficult um when you add the like i'm not as physically attracted to this person anymore. Can you, how do you feel about telling your significant other that? Like straight up. I think that that's really hard to come back from. I do too. But I, I like, I, I think. <sighs> I'm, or at least I'm losing it because yeah. of your weight gain. Because how shallow is that? It, well, and it's not even the shallow part. It's like, you're going to, put an insecurity in their head that like it's going to be really hard for them to get rid of mm-hmm. for ever. Yeah. Because yeah, even forever. if they lose the weight, they're always going to be thinking like, okay, well, if Whoa. I don't stay this way, yeah. like Will and I have been together for seven years and mm-hmm. we have had our shares of like one of us getting bigger, one of us getting smaller, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ups and downs of weight as anybody does in a seven year span. 
Um, I think the most important thing is to like support that person. He doesn't sound like he's at the stage. Like I, Will and I have both been in the stage where we're like, I feel so gross about myself, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And like, when I say that, Will will be like, okay, like, do you want to eat healthy today? Like, do you want to work out? Blah, blah. And there are just times where I'm like, no. The times that I like really kick my ass into gear is not because I've said to Will, like, I feel gross. And he's like, okay, go work out. It's like, I just all of a sudden decide like, okay, I'm doing this. Yeah. I think the best thing you can do for a partner when they're feeling that way is to like listen to them, validate them, offer help. You don't have to be like, yeah, I noticed that you're gaining weight. Just be like, okay, if you feel that way, like I love you no matter what, but I think that if you feel that way, I will help you Mm -hmm. achieve your goals. Like I wanted to eat out, but let's eat in and have a salad. But it sounds like he's not even there. No, he's still in the... uh... I just, I I think it's really... Until he feels it, it's going to be hard for him to, like, want to change. And I personally, I, Will and I trust each other so much. I think at this point I would say to him, like, hey, I've noticed this if I felt like it was getting to a point where it was, like, affecting his health. You know what I'm saying? Or his mental health. But, like, Mm -hmm. I don't – I would never, ever (laughs) tell him, like, I – if you came our way, I'm not going to be. I'm like losing the attraction to you. That's because that's an ultimatum. And I, I'm not that trying to like can... shit on her for feeling no, that no, way. No, 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 no. Because that that, that, people, that like, is that a happens. true feeling. Yeah. Like, sure. absolutely, you're valid in saying that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, realize that you could say that, and that will never leave his brain. Yeah. Again. That's one of those instances where, like, on the surface, I was like, oh, like uh, being honest here would might be an but might be an avenue, but. When you put it like that, I'm like, ooh, that's actually well, probably. I think there not are times the, when you can say like, it's yeah. really unattractive to me that you drink every weekend. Oh, the, you, totally. Yeah, like or, that's yeah, that's you know, like, or if you want it to be your motivated, like, hey, I really want to like stay in tonight and cook. Mm-hmm. If if you want to do it that way, that's fine. And if there are parts of that that are non-negotiables for you, like that he's getting super drunk or he's. I also think like if he's just like laying there not being motivated, that for me is something that you can be like, hey, it's getting like, I think that you need to motivate a little bit. It's like hard for me to watch. I think that's a good, like a great way to put it, Sally. Like you can, you, it's not necessarily fair to be unattracted to weight gain. It's Mm -hmm. very fair to be unattracted to the lack of motivation. Yes. And like that is a hundred percent okay. So maybe if you frame it like that and you want to be honest, that's the route you take. Mm -hmm. Um, then like then again he's got a stressful job doesn't have a lot of time he drinks like I I think there's a way to to if you wanted to be honest with him there's a way to do it kind yeah. of like going around um, but being supportive and being 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 there for him is is also part of the equation here health is such a spectrum and like I mean he will probably use like the job and the yeah there's excuses whatever but like. The thing is that when you want to change your mindset and your body and your health, like you don't make excuses anymore. Mm -hmm. And I have been through that roller coaster my whole life. Like I'll be periods of like feeling really great about myself. And then there's periods where I'm like, you know, I don't want to work out. Like I don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. I know I feel like shit. I don't care. I'm right there right now, actually. (laughs) (laughs) A week post cleanse. Yeah. Week post cleanse. On my period, I'm like, man, we're good. <laughs> we're all set. Sorry, T. Um, 
And I was like, get me out of here. That yeah, that one, this this one's tough. I appreciate you saying we're the perfect people for it, but I think it's fair to be unattracted to to lack of motivation. Yeah. I'll put it that way. For sure. Hi, Sally. It's coming right at you, Sally. You ready mm -hmm. for this one? Listening to this week's episode, and I'm very confused on your stance on men and women being friends. If men and women cannot be friends in your eyes, then I really have trouble understanding. Are you friends with Brett, Dylan, Dave, your sister's husband? Do you think they all have a thing for you? Do you have a thing for them? Otherwise, I do not understand the concern. Big, big, big apologies for, quote, coming at you. But I think if you're going to say something like, quote, men and women cannot be platonic friends while you work with several male friends is confusing, I would just like some, cl some clarification on your thinking. Thank you, fellow woman. Okay. I don't feel like you came at me. That's fine. I think that there is some confusion. Some caveats my, and confusion. My stance has always been that single men and women cannot platonically be friends. Okay. When, so there's, without those are one two... of them being attracted to the other, or okay. there's like, or the underlying sexual tension of two single people being friends. Okay. I have never said, I especially this, like me being with Will, and if all of y'all were single, I would mm. totally be fine being friends with all of you because I have a partner. Right. Um. Maybe this gets easier when you're older. Okay. But I personally never found it, the ability to be platonically friends with guys that were like and i'm saying i'm talking about like best friends i i think you okay. can absolutely be friends with like some other single guy who's like a co-worker or like co-worker like a, a vo volleyball team like, partner i think about all of my guy friends in college that like were single at the time that i was friends with there were multiple people in college and after college or in high school that i was were my quote best friend and I was single and he was single and one of us was always attracted to the other person. Gotcha. When you spend that much time with somebody and you know all their ins and outs and they're basically like a, like a relationship to you, I personally believe it's very hard to keep that platonic without one of you feeling one way. Because mm -hmm. I think the human brain is so, uh, wired in the sense of like we are looking for a partner i need companionship i need this and that that when you pour all of your energy into the sex of a person or a person of the sex that you're interested in yep that it becomes really easy to blur the line of oh i like this person's my best friend to oh wait like he's actually kind of attractive or like she like is really sweet and like takes care of me and like all of a sudden like she did her hair one way and now I'm attracted to her. I just think mm -hmm. primal instinct, wanting a partner, et cetera, et cetera. And the the partner, like if somebody has a partner aspect, like it shades that. It shades that, bit. but also like Will is my best friend. Yeah. True. Of the opposite sex. Like mm -hmm. he he's the person I'm closest to, that it's not a girl. Uh, or like one of my sisters or my mom. So like it would, it would probably be really fucking weird. I mean, I wouldn't, if you and I were like closer than anybody else in my yeah. life, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist. I think that that dynamic is a lot easier given the fact that I'm married. 
Totally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because then there's no, in my mind, I would never be able to like get to an attraction level with you. Not that you're not attractive, but like have a no crush offense, on Adam. you <laughs> and still love my husband. Totally. Yeah. No, I think the, the how I always took your stance was single, single coworker slash friend slash like, yeah, you like corporate softball teammate type of thing. Right. That's hard to not develop some sort of crush. If maybe it's not like this deep. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't always whatever, have to be like but, unrequited love, but yeah. there has never been a point where two single people who are attracted to like are or, attracted to the same sex of that person. Like, are not thinking like, okay, she's hot. Okay. Attraction might be different right, than but attraction crush. Starts the, yeah, the, the yeah. oh. when you become best friends with somebody. Because think about like, even, even your guy best friend or my girl best friend, mm -hmm. you share stuff with that person. You don't share with anybody else. You see them all the time. You call them when you're angry. You do this and that. And that's what you do with a partner. So when, you're doing that and you think, oh, they're kind of cute. It's easy for your brain to be like, oh, wow. What if she was my girlfriend? Mm -hmm. that, that's fair. That's fair. I don't necessarily totally agree with like the, I don't totally agree, but I'm like, I'm, I'm I just think there. it's easier for, for you to get to that point when you're both single and your best friends. But that, that's what I'm saying. It's absolutely perfect for two single people of the opposite sex to be platonic friends. If you're just like casually like, oh, hey, it's so good to see you. Let's go grab a drink. Or like, yeah, your work friend. Mm -hmm. Or someone that you like have, you hang out in a mutual group where like you're the single girl and he's the single guy. But when you cross the line of like, I'm calling you when I'm upset. I text you first thing in the morning. Because they're your best friend, that is very easy to cross the line into yeah, okay. not platonic. That's so that whole that's the 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 spectrum. Once you get into that, once they're the first person you're going to and you're still just friends, that's when it gets but yeah. All of that being said, this is probably due to my own personal experience. I have never been best friends with a guy when we were both single and not develop feelings for him. Okay. Or vice versa. That's why I'm always really critical of when people are like, oh, like my my work wife is like, you know, I'm just finding her really attractive and I don't know why. I'm like, because you tell that person <laughs> everything. You're programmed for it. Your brain is programmed to want to make them your partner. So I'm sure, I'm sure that platonic single friends, best friends exist when they both are attracted to like a man attracted to a woman and a woman attracted to a man. And they can be platonic. I'm sure that that exists somewhere. Mm -hmm. Personally, show me one. And then I'll be like, if you don't feel that way, the other person does. Just saying. There it is. There it is. Sally has clarified. I've clarified or made it more confusing. I don't know. It's a, it's a, there's like, there's like, what's the scientific thing? Like law, theory, and I think it's hypothesis. Theory. I think we're probably somewhere between theory and theory and law. I call it a theory. You probably call it a law. The theory yeah, of platonic you think friends. It's like theory, you're like there's still some. There's some evidence there, like, 
but I'm not totally like convinced. Law for me, it's, it's like a, this will. If Adam brought a girl to the Christmas party mm. and he was like, "This is like my best friend. We share everything," and I'd be like, "You're attracted to her." Okay. <laughs> we we know it. Uh, last one for today, Sally. Ready? Yes. Sally Wedge and Peanut Brettle. Wow. Hate it. I can't be Peanut Brettle. Adam says it's pretty good. I don't. I don't know. With warmer weather coming. And a new boo, congratulations, I've been seeing for around four months now. I've been thinking on taking a trip with her. Some options include New York and LA. Location really isn't the issue, but this would be our first couple's trip or trip together, period. Things are progressing amazingly and with, uh, with her. And although I cannot quite afford paying for all parts of the trip, I want to at least front a chunk of it or offer to pay for flights slash lodging and a fancy dinner, of course. Any tips or advice on planning a first trip with a significant other? Love Etiquette, for them. breakdowns, et cetera, mainly what I need advice on. But keep in mind, I'm not trying to stunt and spend, but I just want to have a good time with my sig of. Love you too. You make my Thursdays bearable, and I will shut up and listen. Cheers. I love this. Me too. It's a fun time, right? It's a, ugh, what a fun time in a relationship. There's always total times, honeymoon even phase when you're seven years in. Just let me just say, but yeah. it, this is it's like the it's like the honeymoon before mm-hmm. the honeymoon. Um, okay, I think it's great to want to offer. I think if you have the funds and you can do part of it, I think lodging is the um, the most like easy like yeah, and thing I think to it's cover. Probably the most socially acceptable. Yeah, because like flights I don't maybe, think that anybody's expecting for their flight to get paid especially for. like trip number one right yeah um I think okay when Will and I first started dating I went with him to one of our friends weddings as his plus one you guys were on the wedding train like early literally we had been dating for a month and he was in the <laughs> wedding and like thankfully now we we're like best friends with this couple mm-hmm. I mean Will was already best friends with them but like I'm very close to them now uh I made Will pay for my flight which was like ultimately such a bitchy thing to do. But I like didn't know him very well. And I was like, eh. You didn't know where this was necessarily yeah. going. You're like, like you can yeah. pay for my flight. <laughs> it was, it was bitchy. Um, but then like probably two months later, we did go on a trip together and we went to my grandparents' beach house in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I was already in Florida. So he came and met me and like, obviously lodging was free. Um, because it was my grandparents' house and he paid for his flight. I think we split the rental car because mm-hmm. we had to fl- like drive like an hour to get to the house. And then I think Will paid for a couple dinners, but we like also did like grocery runs and stuff like that. And most of it we split. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I think, I think to your point there, there's not a ton of pressure right at this point to right. pay for everything. It's I don't think I ever went into it being like, <laughs> I got the beach house so you can pay for everything. Yeah. Um, and I felt bad about making him pay for my flight two months earlier. <laughs> um, okay. So we, I, and I don't even think it was like a, oh, let me Venmo you for this. It was kind of one of those like, oh, I got this, you get this easy type of thing. But that was kind of how our relationship was from the beginning. Sure. I don't think I, we were pretty even on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think paying for lodging is like a really nice gesture. 
socially acceptable. I don't think that you have to worry about paying for flights. And then I think paying for a dinner or two, but like, yeah, if you're going, like, if you're going out to a nice dinner, obviously offer to pay if you can afford it and you want to, but like, if you're going to get tacos at like a taco stand, like you don't have to pay for that. Sure. Yeah. I think the hotel room is probably step one Yeah. or like whatever. And then a dinner doesn't have to be the fanciest dinner. doesn't have to be the nicest dinner, but like if you're going to a beach and you have a beachside restaurant like on stilts yeah. or something like that, which I love, and you did like a, a $90 dinner, like yeah, pick, pick that up and, and you're good to go. I, I do think that's, like that's the, more than plenty. I mean, New York, LA, I, when honestly, when you're a brand new couple, like everything seems really exciting. So like sure. going yeah, go to, on a trip wherever. to like the middle of nowhere, you're like, oh my God. Like you also are like not in the comfortable stage yet or like the lazy stage yet. So you're like willing <laughs> to like go to like a bunch of stuff you're like just, oh, okay I, I, like let's go to the museum and then like let's yeah. like let's, try let's this around. like sake tasting and then let's do this so that's fun i like that was like my yeah. i mean we like we went like full tourists when we were like on this trip in florida we were like screw it like we're just gonna go like eat dinner with mm-hmm. like all the grandparents at 6 p.m oh yeah and like pretend play, we're the rum diaries and our relationship will implode like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard seven years later. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. That Yikes. Uh, Topical. We did, we did actually, <laughs> we got hammered at the, like where my grandparents have a beach house is essentially like a retirement community on an island. And uh, we got really, really drunk at the beach and went to dinner like down the street from my parent, grandparents' house at 6 p.m. with like all the other early birds. Got even more drunk. We were definitely the youngest people there. On rum drinks, and then came home. We're like, well, let's rent Pirates of the Caribbean, and like fell asleep in two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Rum, yeah, tight, and like idiots. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think going to any city, but like especially LA and New York, where there's like a whole slew of things you can do with culture and food and art and just people watching, and you don't have to like make everything about both of those cities have stuff you can do that's not that's free. Sure. Like going to Central Park mm-hmm. and like hanging out. You don't have to like go buy an insane dinner at Carbone, you know? Right. Um, so there are tons of options there, especially when you're – you can make it a decently cheap trip when you go somewhere that has like an international accessible airport, um, has cheaper lodging. Yeah. And yeah, most and of these places either have super nice restaurants or you can go to like a hole in the wall. I, I don't think you have to ball out four months in. Yeah. I don't think you have to. Like it's – you're you're both still it's still fun. You're still kind of getting to know it like friend wise. Yeah. In a way, it, like you don't you. I don't think she's gonna be like, why didn't he take me to like Cipriani or whatever? Like, and you know what? I think that trip. I'm just thinking back to this. We did go to one nice dinner, and it was like mm-hmm. the kind of the weirdest experience we had because like the whole time we we're just like playful and drunk and like doing like random shit and we like went to this nice dinner and we were both like what's happening right now we really should be like drinking by the pool yeah right it's like you don't need to but you can if you want it's always like a fun excuse to like get really dressed up and go somewhere hey that's true that's Uh, true i'm trying to think i love this for them keep it light though i don't think that you like going with expectations tape like tempered tapered yeah and just just have fun make sure it's fun i think it's kind of the one goal here instead of getting serious or like rose petals on the bed type of stuff like yeah you you don't need to go that far you don't need to do a spa day you don't need to do a spa day with a pool 
Yeah. Like we're going, we're supposed to go to LA in a couple of weeks and uh, LA? LA, really Santa Monica. And I'm quite pumped. Oh, I'm just hang out I love Santa Monica. Yeah. Love Santa Monica. So yeah, I, this is fun for them. Very fun. Very fun. I, I'm excited for you guys. Let me know where you uh, where you end up going. I'm going to divorce Will and then like redate him so we can have like the pre-couples trip. Ooh. There's, there's got to be like a rom-com in that. We always yeah, say that Yeah, but you know, like it's show. harder now that we have a kid to just be like, let's, <laughs> let's divorce, rekindle the romance, but we have this child that we have to also take care of. All on purpose too. All on purpose just to recapture that four-month feeling. Right. The re-honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> Any shower thoughts today, Sally, before we get out of here? Not really. You have any? Hold on. I, I, do, I totally did. I, I totally, totally did. And now I cannot remember. Hold on. It. I do have a note. One second. That I wrote some on. <laughs> that I was looking at on the plane the other day. Oh, okay. Did I? Never mind. I deleted the note. Oh, come I deleted on. the note on my phone. Oh, damn it. Oh, That's well. tough. That's tough. We don't even need them. We're at an hour anyway. <laughs> we'll have shower thoughts for you guys next week. Sally, thank you very much. Where can the people find you? Sally DeFries on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Adam, where can the people find you? Nobody can hear him, unfortunately. He's at New Datum on both platforms. Uh, we can have your voicemails if you hit the hotline number, 888-362-MAIL. That's 888-362-6245. Where can the people find you, Brett? Oh, I'm Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on both Instagram and Twitter. Check out the link in our Twitter bio at Mailin Podcast to write in a question or in this description. I'll throw a link in as well. See you guys next week. Bye.